Welcome to Inside the Mortgage Mind, a Zenix podcast where you'll hear stories from professionals throughout the industry, from new LOs to CEOs, about their journey to achieving success. We hope these stories inspire and energize you to take your business to the next level. All right, Sono, Casey Cunningham, how are you today? I'm doing great, Casey, how are you? I am outstanding, thank you. It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta, Georgia. Where are you located? You know, I'm in uh, sunny Texas. Uh, you know, we had uh, a lot of uh, uh, bad weather yesterday, the thunderstorms and some even tornadoes, uh, but thankfully it's uh, getting back to normal, um, you know, so. Um, that's, I guess, the weather in Texas. Uh, it's 70 degrees or 35 degrees, depends on the day. Oh, how blessed are you? We're about the same today. About a week ago, it was so cold we couldn't go outside. Now it's 70 degrees as well. So what a blessing. Okay. All right, Sono, so um, anyone listening in and getting to know you for the first time, can you sort of just give a, a quick overview of your background? How long have you been in the industry and how did you get where you are today? Can you do that? Sure. Part? Absolutely. Um, and first of all, thank you for um, having uh, me on this uh, podcast. Uh, really, always look forward to talking to folks like you and who are very well respected in the industry. So I started my career uh, with the regional bank in DC area called Chevy Chase Bank. Um, you know, I started in the retail bank side and, uh, you know, spent uh, two to three years in the retail bank and got into mortgage um, or residential lending in uh, 2000. 1, 2002 timeframe um, and spent uh, the time with, from there with Chevy Chase and which was acquired by Capital One. So all in all spent 19 years uh, with Capital One and Chevy Chase Bank um, in the mortgage uh, origination space, uh, you know, had roles all the way from sales, operations, integration, um, and uh, digital transformation. Um, and uh, now I'm in that Citizens. I'm celebrating actually my four year anniversary, uh, joined Citizens early 2018 uh, when Citizens was looking to really uh, double down on the mortgage business. Uh, you know, as you know, 2017, 2018 were uh, pretty, uh, you know, tough years for our industry um, while others were making different strategic decisions. Uh, citizens made the decision to double down and, uh, and uh, diversify and get scale. Um, and I was, uh, you know, happy to join them on that journey. And, um, and here we are. Um, I'm based in Dallas, but I grew up in DC area. Um, so DC area is always home for me. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, I feel like there's so much more to learn, even though I've been in this industry for 20 years almost. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about myself. Um, and uh, a little bit about my background. Well, it sounds like you, in your journey of getting to this executive position, you have learned a lot. So I'd like to ask you, what have you learned over the last two years? <laughs> if you can sum up um, what you have experienced slash uh, learned over the last two years. Yeah, you know, um, uh, so one, as we think about last two years, right, uh, typically we have a refi boom or we have a purchase boom. Um, we don't have a refi boom and a purchase boom and a pandemic all at the same time. Um, so what I would say is what, what we learned um, over the last couple of years is, um, you know, few things um, from my perspective. Number one is there is no playbook uh, when something like that happens and um, you know, you want to use the historical context, but you also want to make sure you understand 
you know, it was not something which was which we've dealt with in our mortgage industry, you know, if you look at it over even the last 30, 40, 50 years. I think a couple other things which were reinforcing for me was that you can't lose focus of customers and colleagues. Mm. Um, you know, if you continue to serve customers in a great way, if you continue to take care of your employees as colleagues um, well, especially while everybody was going through so much personal and professional change over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I think that just kind of just, you know, cemented for me is, is that, hey, uh, those two things doesn't change regardless of what the cycle you're in. You've got to make sure you take care of the customers that mm-hmm. you pay for itself in long term. And second is you can't forget about, you know, the employees or the colleagues who are on mm-hmm. the front line helping you deliver incredible value because they're really the brand of the company. Um, and I think we showed up really, really well. Um, you know, we had our opportunities like every other company out there. Um, but uh, that's really what I would just say uh, were, you know, top of mind things, which uh, I would say we learned over the last couple of years. I absolutely love that. Interesting enough, there was no playbook, right? So since you mentioned no playbook, uh, let's find out. Did you make any changes over the last two years that you think um, that were, I'd say, somewhat unprecedented that you think you're going to take into the future? Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to work with a very, um, you know, a seasoned and tenured uh, mortgage uh, leadership team. Um, and I have folks who've been in the industry for 30 plus years, and I had folks who entered the industry in the last decade, and I had folks, you know, who gave us, you know, great guidance from the bank perspective as well, given we are a fully uh, diversified bank. Um, so, you know, the couple of things uh, which we did was, you know, we made a uh, intentional decision to double down on purchase business, um, you know, because we wanted to make sure is, is we are not just only capitalizing on the the boom, which we all were experiencing, but we were also focused on building a business, which was, you know, continue to pro- provide a sustainable performance over a period of time. Sure. Um, so we made an intentional decision, which probably, you know, one could say it is, hey, we could have done more refi volume, uh, you know, than we did. Uh, you know, we obviously, like everyone else, we capitalized and did a lot more refi volume than we did before two-year yep. period. Uh, but we did make an intentional decision on purchase. I think the second thing, um, you know, we are one of the very few companies out there who have um, all four production channels. Uh, you know, we have the retail loan officer channel, we have the, the consumer direct channel, we have wholesale, we have correspondent. Um, mm-hmm. So that allows us, you know, to have that level of diversification, which, you know, not if you're not at scale, you know, can be sometimes challenging. Where I'm going with this is I think the second thing which we did was, um, you know, we did a lot more load balancing across channels. Um, which is something we've not, uh, you know, done before. Um, and uh, and that's where I was going is there's no playbook. You have to really see is, is how are you, you know, winning together. Um, so it was more how do we make sure all, all four channels um, are successful, uh, not just making sure, you know, we are over-indexed on one or the other. So I think it really allowed us to break down some of the silos and, and look at that. And I think the last piece, I'll just say is, is um, you know, we had started our end-to-end digitization journey, um, you know, in fall of 2019. And 
we didn't know. Uh, I think none of us knew uh, what was coming ahead. Um, and right. hopefully we don't have to deal with that, uh, you know, in our lifetime again. But uh, one of the other things I'll just say is um, we decided not to slow down our digital transformation. Um, now that, you know, was a very, as you can imagine, a bold decision while everyone was trying to uh, deal with uh, record volumes. Um, so I think, but we felt, we felt that we have the right leadership in place and it will pay dividends for us um, as we go into the market or the cycle we are going into now. Um, so those are the three things I would say is, is, you know, we did was one is purchase prioritization, two is load balancing and alignment across all four production channels, and three is uh, not slow down our, our, our journey around end-to-end digitization. So if we're not slowing down and we've load balanced, and we stayed in the purchase market, um, what do you see in 2022? What are you going to do specifically to keep that momentum moving forward? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, 2022, as you know, with the uh, rates rising faster than anyone expected, right? Mm -hmm. I think we were expecting the rates to get close to 4%, I think, on 30 or 6 by end of this year. They're already over 4.5% as of, I think, this morning. Um, and what I would say is, is you know, we feel really good about uh, 2022 and beyond is because, um, as I mentioned about the digital transformation, so we went through, we've, we've made a lot of investments in people, process, and technology. And mm -hmm. as you know, destination state to me is something which will always keep changing mm -hmm. given sure. the customer you know, behavior evolving and stuff. So, sure. so I look at it as is we are growing distribution um, across all our channels. Uh, we are adding, you know, quality wholesale account executives. We are adding quality loan officers in the markets where we operate. We are adding, you know, lenders, or, you know, so I think we are on the offense. Um, you know, that's one thing you probably also hear from a lot of, uh, you know, our so Bruce Monson and Brendan Coffin, our head of the consumer bank is given we are on the offense and we're actually looking to continue to grow um, in the in a quality fashion. Um, so that's really our, you know, when we think about 2022, I think, you know, there's going to be some challenges which are not unique to, uh, uh, you know, the industry. We'll have to manage through them as well, but we believe we have a really good plan. We just have to continue to be flexible and nimble um, and not get, you know, uh, married to our plan. Uh, because that plan may be different depending on the model. Oh, I'm smiling because I'm thinking if you're in this industry and you're not flexible and nimble, you are not in existence yep. anymore, right? You have to yep. know. And I, I love the fact you started off with there's not a playbook because quite frankly, Sonu, every market's been different. I've been in this over 30 years. And every time you think you got it, it shifts and changes. And we all knew, I think you all, you know, all of us knew the last two years where it was raining mortgages and it was, you know, we, we took advantage of this fabulous market conditions, unfortunately, in the middle of a pandemic. But we all knew it would shift. So now it's shifting. And you've been doing this long enough to where this question, I hope we will end with this question because I think you'll have a lot of insight, is how do you keep your people motivated when you know things are shifting and they may not have experienced all these ebbs and flows that you and I have uh, as we, since, we, since we've been doing this a while. And this could be new to many. So how do you keep your team motivated? Yeah, I think, 
you know, it's it's one of those things. Um, you know, uh, people from my standpoint uh, play the play a huge role, um, especially given we are still helping customers with their biggest transaction in their lifetime. Um, you know, when you think about and it's an emotional transaction. So I think the two things from my perspective, which are very near and dear to my heart, is um, you know, uh, not everything which is important is critical. Um, you know, so I look at it as, as, you know, you have to be very ruthless on prioritization. Um, you know, um, so one of the things we do as a leadership team is we are aligned every quarter, and sometimes we have to make even changes mid-quarter, is what does success look like? Um, and is everybody on the same page? And I spend a lot of time on that to make sure that we are not doing a lot of work which does not fit with those big rocks. So I think... So I would say it is ruthless prioritization because that allows us to make sure we are winning together and that some teams may contribute more one quarter, some teams may contribute less, but at least we all are, you know, contributing in some way to win together. So I think, you know, so alignment and ruthless prioritization are the big things for me. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is, Casey, is, um, um, you know, I'm sure you've noticed is I, I believe, you know, we have to be even, you know, no doubt 2020, uh, we all have to make sure the prioritize the safety of our employees and customers and others. But uh, since the things have started opening up, we've also made sure as a leadership team, we are out on the road um, and, list and mm -hmm. learning from the field rather than leading from the center. Um, you know, mm -hmm. continuing to make sure that we are out there listening to our team um, because I think about, and I'll just wrap up on this one, is this, I think about production um, in four pillars, product, price, service, and technology, right, or digital. Um, so the way I've always approached is that we have to make sure we are making meaningful progress on all those four dimensions and giving every single, either it's a loan officer or a broker, or a lender, every reason why they should continue to do business with citizens. Um, so I think that's been, you know, something which helps. I've seen is, is we get a lot of very actionable feedback from those visits, mm -hmm. but we also ensure that we are not, you know, uh, disconnected from what are some of the pain points uh, which exist for the team, which is dealing with this, you know, as you know, very uh, uh, turbulent market. Wow, I took so much away from you just now. Um, and I had to write down when you said, you know, the two big things is alignment, but the word I loved, ruthless prioritization. And if anybody's listening in, whether they're an executive or a sales guy, the question you have to say is, are you in alignment with the values of your company and the, your own personal values and the way you deliver? And are you ruthless in prioritizing what you need to do today? Because is it prospecting? Uh, it's not getting organized. It's prospecting if you're a salesperson today, and that is your highest priority. But for an executive team, I'll take that uh, little tidbit from you and take that back to my executive team. But what a privilege it is to have a few minutes with you, Sonu. And I wrote down product, price, service, and technology. I have a 14-year-old daughter. You'll appreciate this, or 15 now. Um, and uh, we were just talking about business, you know, how much our kids, we don't know if they're listening, but I said, honey, it's the three Ps, product, price, and process service, right? And she said, what do you mean? 
and uh, right in alignment. So uh, we are together on that. But what a blessing you are to the industry. And I so appreciate you and, and realize the significant role you're in in leading such a large organization. Uh, I look forward to hopefully we can reconnect in about, a let's say, six months to a year. I'd love to interview you again to find out how did the ruthless prioritization work and uh, as every, was everybody in alignment and how, how did your year turn out to be? Well, and uh, thank you, Casey, for uh, having me. And um, anytime I could be of any help, uh, you know, we are we, we are blessed with a lot of great leaders in the in our industry, and uh, looking forward to uh, you know a, a challenging uh, 2022 in a different way. But I think challenging environment only makes us stronger and better. Um, so looking forward to continuing that journey. So thank you again for having me. Uh, thank you, Senator. Have a great day, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to check back for new episodes of Inside the Mortgage Mind, a podcast by Zenix, the Mortgage Academy. You can download our episodes wherever you love to listen to podcasts or on our website at zenix.com slash inside the mortgage mind.